Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Across this room, let's just raise our hands for a minute. God, we thank you for what you're about to do. God, we make room for you to speak to us to bring healing, to bring freedom, to bring your truth, to bring heaven, honor. Do I have a microphone? Is it working? Ish? Yep, it's back. Listen, we're about to get into one of the funnest things that happens in church is when we get to hear from our pastors about real life things. And we got about 25 questions that just came in over our text message. So we'll probably get to three or four of them. So we might have to do like part two and part three and part four to this. But real quick, before we brought up our pastors, I just wanted to honor them. My wife and I, the only reason I'm able to be here to host this panel as a married man is because of what these guys did as pastors in our lives. Because of the guidance, the wisdom, the love, the grace, the teaching, and literally, we were, we were sleeping in separate rooms and, and the outcome looked like divorce, but pastors came and guided us and said, there is hope, there is a way, and we will walk with you through the pain to something beautiful. And we got to renew our vows with our pastors last year after 10 years of an amazing marriage. So can you help me welcome up to the greatest families in our church, the Deuce and the Hubbards. I don't know, this kind of, I feel like a UFC ref. <laughs> like, let's get it on! And just see what happens. Wow. So that means Katie and I should sit over there and yeah, Samuel yeah. and oh, Dr. Boy. Matt let's do it. Battle here. of the sexes, kind of a deal. Wow. You get guy I side, think Michaela and I could side. take you guys, actually. Oh. We've been working out. Okay, just... raise your hands if you're excited about this panel. <laughs> okay. Raise your hand if you're nervous about this panel. Yep. <laughs> Let's go. Pastor Matt, you want to set some guidelines? I should set some guidelines. Yeah. You want to help us? If you're not, first of all, if you're not nervous for this panel, you don't know us. <laughs> I, I feel like I got to turn this way. You need to be close to me so, yeah. I, can, yeah. so I can hit you if I need to. Wow. Thank Sigma. you. Yeah, so I, real quick, I, I'll just give you a real... You know, Pastor Samuel and Katie, they're like the great, you know, pure angel from heaven. So if you need purity stuff, starting off right, talk wow. to them. Our journeys could not be more drastically different yeah. in dating, getting married, and now it's pretty, yeah. so pretty I close had, to the same now. I had dating no, issues. I like well, dating. It was a profession. But I want to tell you, no matter what happens tonight, we're going we're gonna to hit a couple things. We're gonna hit those people that are single. Where's all my single people? Look around. Okay. Keep the hands up for a second. So two yeah. single people sitting next to each other. Yeah. It's oh, very interesting. Can we have the lights up I for just, just a second? Okay, so. Saw, hold on, hold on. I just saw some children raise their hand as single. So. Yeah, if you I, have children parents, in here, you should leave. Parents, I just want to just warn you that it might get a little, little bit. Um, talk about real things. It might get Song of Songs up in here. <laughs> Song of songs. It could happen. Yeah, so let's and yeah. then we're gonna hit married couples and then we're just gonna go through these questions. Yeah. But don't be poking your spouse, don't be judging yourself. You know, we're out on the other side of a lot of things. Yeah. It does matter, it doesn't matter where you are right now, but it does matter how you finish. Amen. So no need to get all huffy puffy and walk out. And and I will tell you just from our experience. They're probably more judgmental than us, but we are not here to judge. We're here Wait, to love you we guys. Are? What? Do you say we're more judgmental? It's okay, babe. I think After so. he's done talking, we get to talk for a second. It's okay. That's it. Just guidelines. Guidelines. Uh, all right. Well, why don't we start with dating? We, we got a lot of questions about dating, 
And we'll try to do some rapid fire ones. Some of the questions were advice for somebody that's single. There's a lot of questions about looking for the one. The one. Is that even real? Does that exist? How do you find the one? What does healthy dating look like? Um, th- I, this guy said, he came up and said, God highlighted me to you as my wife. Is that something you should say? He better no. not go to our church. Oh, Lord. Rapid fire answer. Who no. wants to start? Let's start on dating. Healthy I'm dating. Ner- I'm nervous about that guy's situation. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, um, l- let's, well, this is one of the probably, Dr. Magnus said dating was a profession to him. So I, uh, I'll start off with a couple things on this. First of all, don't be weird. Don't be weird, right? If you're a Christian, you don't have to use Christianese weird stuff to ask yeah. somebody out. Uh, dude, if, she's, if you like her, she's beautiful, she's hot, she's amazing, she serves on a team at church, just say, do you want to go out? That easy. It's very simple, not, hey, God highlighted me to you. What? I, I'll headbutt that person. That is just, yeah, headbutt You him. don't have to play I'll the God card. Him. You don't have this... to play the God card. You can just say, I want to go out with you. Yeah. And that's an insecurity. That's why they do it. It totally don't is. Don't do it. And then if things aren't going right and you're going to break up, then just say, I'm going to break up because if I hear, yeah, I really felt in prayer on Tuesday. Oh, God. Well, you didn't come to my prayer meeting. <laughs> you, it, self-leadership is you be the man, yeah. and if you know it's not going the way, it's not right, yeah. Yeah. you're not bringing out the best in each other, yeah. just say, yeah. it's not going to work out. Yeah, yeah. I don't even care the wuss way to go is maybe it's not you it's me fine do that one yeah but don't bring god in it because yeah. it just gets weird yeah. and sh- for parents if your kids are doing it then let's <laughs> let's use good parenting yeah stop it yeah it's two words ladies any dating advice yeah you know i just always thought <laughs> i was always the type that i was really focused in life and so i never was looking for a guy and so i just always think Just stay on mission. Just serve the Lord. Just do your job. Just have the fun. Just live your life and pray for your spouse and wait for God to bring the right one. If you're so busy just constantly searching, the caveat to that is don't just depend on like one social outlet for your your, uh, finding the guy. Make yourself available in the sense of do things, go out with people, have fun, etc. But be so busy like making yourself an incredibly attractive wife for somebody in the future and yeah. allow God to bring the right person because it's kind of a big decision. Yeah. You're stuck with somebody for the rest of your life. And so stuck with somebody. This is true. And I'm so glad I got stuck with Samuel. And Katie was on mission. You know when I said it's you and me forever, I didn't tell her that because that would have been weird at the time. Uh, we're going to youth camp. We're driving on the bus together to youth camp. True story. She's telling me about how she wants to be a missionary to Africa. I fell in love. I said, oh, my God. This is a woman passionate about God, ministry, doing missions. Let's go. And uh, so that was kind of when I definitely was like, okay, this is happening. But it was because one of those things was her passion to be serving God, focus on kingdom things, is what draw you know, kind of made her stand out to me uh, in addition to her, her hotness. But the, the, what made her stand out was that on-purpose mission, not because she was in the hunt for some guy. It was actually that she was pursuing God. And you know what? So many times you can be so focused on the amazing, incredible husband that you're looking for. What about you? Yeah. Are you going to be an incredible mate for somebody someday? Yeah. Like, would you want to marry you? So I would focus on those qualities, too, of going, like, what am I doing to make myself an incredible wife one day? And sure enough, that guy is going to appear, and when he does, it's going to be the right thing. It's one of those things you just don't compromise for because God's going to bring you the right person, and you need it to be the right person because marriage is amazing, but it does come with its sets of challenges. So you want to make sure it's the right person. They love Jesus. They honor and respect you. So on, so forth. So we're we're so close to the same story because I, I just saw her at Vegas. I was partying for a purpose, okay? Sorry. You know, I was Vegas not saved. Vegas is a lot like summer camp. I was just camp. doing my thing, living my life, living my best life. Actually, not really. I and I was, I, was mich- you know, I was like trying to serve the Lord at the airport and saw a stranded, beautiful a blonde. A missionary to Vegas. And I said, Lord, let her be the one. And I said, I need to get on the plane and sit next to her on the way to Vegas. God will work it out, people. 
you're, we, you're, on a, you're on a plane sitting next to her. I was on a bus sitting next to her. I mean, it's very similar. You're mission talking about trip. missionaries. Was, we're in the mission Who you're field. sitting next to matters. We're in the mission field of Vegas, and you're in the mission field of Africa. Yeah, Africa. So yeah. Same, Can we same. talk about the concept of the one <laughs> and kind of breaking that down? Because we hear that a lot, especially from young adults. Are you keeping us on adults. track? I'm trying to. <laughs> it's the one. Help this me, is a Lord. Great one. Help me, Lord. This the is a great right idea. Is, that, do you, is the one a real thing? And what does that mean for somebody who's single? Like, you, you know, we can have this vision board of they need to look like this, and we're prophesying that he's going to have a six-pack and a Ferrari and, a, and, all, and all that stuff. And that's good to have a vision, but can you talk about having a vision versus finding someone? You want me to talk? Okay. Well, I just don't think that, I think you're too hard on yourself. If you think that there's literally one human on this planet that was made just for you. That's like, oh my gosh, God is so much bigger than that. So I would say what has been, because we are two very different personalities and very passionate, strong-minded, and a little bit stubborn at times, just a little bit, both of us. And I, I'm telling you, like, God, I don't, I don't know if God made us to be together, but we're together. And Are you still asking yourself that question? Are you like, still wondering? We're so obsessed with each other. Is Dr. Brian watching? If you could text me. This is our next session. He's live streaming. You're going to need notes. a midnight session tonight. I'm texting he, Dr. Brian no, right now. Actually, Pastor so, Michaela, I 100%, you, I do not agree it. with the... There's one person right. out there that you gotta, you just gotta hope you find. Otherwise, you're screwed for life because you didn't find the one. No. Or that one girl in high school. You're like, shoot, I didn't ask her out. Now I missed it. Now I'm a ho-. no. That's not how it is. Yeah. You yeah. set your attention on yes. somebody who exactly. you put your affection on, who you set your thoughts towards. Great. You you actually not only do you fall in love, maybe it's first sight, but also love grows as you continue Amen. to set your attention, your affection, and your mind on somebody. Who who do you want to marry? Go after that person, choose them, and keep choosing them for the rest of your life. That's how that works. I, yes. I will say, just to, on the dating things, I don't want to spend the whole time on dating because we have a, a lot of other good material, but I, I take care of a lot of single people face down on a table, you know, and I get to hear. He's a chiropractor to clarify, Justin. Yeah, chiropractor. You need good a clarification. Chair. So Know that. I, I, I'm going to get a lot of truth out of that. And for you dirty-minded people, clean it up. Clean it up. Altar call. I'm shocked. I'm shocked where people's minds went, honestly. (laughs) I know. Shocked. Well, we're doing an altar call. Go ahead. It's just weird, like on a communion Wednesday, they would go there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, face down on the table. Okay, what is it? Here's what I'm going to tell you real quick. Date with intention. Yeah, great. Like, just don't date to date because you're bored. Right. Like, get some friends. You know what I mean? But date with intention. So if you're a guy, I don't expect, you know, like, well, why do you like her? I don't know. What'd you guys talk about? I don't know. Well, why don't you sit down and talk to yourself for a while yeah. before you ask her out yeah. and figure out what you're going to do. I still want to date my wife. Yeah. I don't want to stare at her. I don't want us to scroll through Instagram. I want us to talk and get, you're always going to be talking. And so date with intention. Don't date to date. If you know she's not the one or he's not the one, just be honest. You know, I, I will t- tell you one quick story. I was, like I said, professional dating because I wanted to find the one. And the one that the Lord made for you. Oh my gosh, there she is. Handmade. What's on your face? Handcrafted. Beauty. It's true. There you it's go. True. So let me tell you, that happened over time. Do you see that? Now listen, I would go out to Starbucks because here's my philosophy on dating. You never know how it's going to go. And men, you know, don't invest all your money if you don't have much on some big Flemings or Ruth Chris steak on your first date. Go get a coffee. Go get something easy. And as fast as you suck that thing down, you can get out of there. <laughs> Ladies, drink that latte quick and bounce if he's not the one. Wow. If you're not picking up what he's putting down, get out of there. Have an exit strategy. And, it, and you, you did the guy a favor. But here's why I like the coffee. Because then if you really, you felt the chemistry, you felt like good conversation, it can lead to lunch. That could go well. That could lead to a, a walk on a beach. Yeah. That could lead well, and maybe then you'll go for a little bit dinner. And then, get, that's too far. That's one, yeah. That's yeah, one day. Stop. Just stop it there, no matter hey, what. 8 p.m., call, call a friend. Yeah. But here's what Phone I want to tell friend. you. I would tell them, I would know right at coffee. And I'd be like, hey, I might have the perfect guy for you. <laughs> and that worked out. I set up a lot of people that way. 
I'd be like, I could tell I'm not the guy, but I might have the guy. Let me introduce you to my friend. I hooked up so many of my friends, but I was on the date. It's amazing. It only backfired one time. She threw her coffee on me and walked out. And you know what? It was worth it, because I would never date that psycho anyways. Wow. If you're going to dump a coffee on me, because I'm trying to hook you up. Let's hope she's not watching on live Date with intention. I love, can, I, can I just add one note to the dating? Uh, yes. Part of what makes sure that you find the right person, before you just allow your emotions to take you way down a track, phone a friend. Ask some people. Hey, what do you know about her? What do you know about him? You know what I mean? Before you just start going, and you don't need to get five dates in and realize they're crazy or they're completely off track or they're completely misaligned. Yeah. Get people that are already in the world like, hey, who's their connect leader? Talk to them. What team are they serving on? Talk to them. Get in their world enough for someone to give you a little bit of feedback to go, yeah, actually, they're amazing. You should go for it. Or like, whoa, pump the brakes. Not a good idea. Yeah. You know what I mean? That could save you a lot of unnecessary heartache in dating um, if you allow the, the strength of the community to actually provide good counsel to you as you're walking out your relationship. Amen. One of the things I think we saw is that dating in the world looks like find the most compatible person to you. But that's looking for the easiest person. What I, what I would say is look for the person that makes you the best. And, and they're, they're gonna inspire you to change and grow in your strengths, not somebody who could fit 99% to all your little personal like things, right? That's not healthy marriage. Actually, marriage will be you actually becoming the best version of yourself and being confronted with somebody that combats some of those things. So. All right, dating, can we, can done. We, can we actually, one last thing on that? Because yeah, I saw one of the questions come through. If we had sex when we were dating, how do we recover from that? And how Great. do we get back into integrity, obviously, with God and with one another? And I wanted to touch on that really quickly because my husband and I actually did that. And um, we had to work that through. I was newly saved. I didn't understand. Um, no, she didn't understand. She would just chase me down. I was trying to be a good Christian boy. I'd say... It'd start off innocent, well, I... and we'd be watching a movie, and then she started to kiss me, and I'd be like, babe, I'm hitting like a 10 on the Richter scale. I need to go. She goes, you're not leaving. Well, you will have sex with me. I'm heard... like, I am out of here yeah. right now. All I could hear was rejection, rejection, rejection. Oh, Obviously, yeah. I had some spirits I had to deal with. Um, however, we, he did not conquer the spirit, and we had sex before marriage. And we brought it to Pastor Jurgen and Leanne, like I said, I was like three months saved, and they were so beautiful about it. They were like, well, that is sin. Taught me the right way to do things. That's great. We were in integrity, transparent, vulnerable with the whole situation. And then um, if you're planning to get married, this is, this is what you should do, is actually commit until you get married to abstain from sex. So that's how you get back into integrity. Now, if you're going to break up and you're not going to be together, then you need to be in integrity with the person, and you actually need to get soul ties prayed off of you. Oh. And so you need to ask for forgiveness from the Lord, ask for forgiveness from each other, and then get your soul ties broken off. Because Come every on. sexual relationship that you have ever had, you actually have a soul tie with. And our ministry team, our deliverance team can absolutely help you with that. It'll help you. Yeah, It'll awesome. And, it was, gonna... and never be ashamed of it, because here's the deal. She honestly, Pastor Jurgen Leanne, did not shame us, did not, awesome. you know, they, they led us with incredible grace. Yeah. And I'm telling you, that's how we ought to be. It's Amen. funny how many people just want to start shaming on people when they're trying to work it out. Yeah. She did not know. And, uh, yeah, and I was working it out. But... <laughs> And I knew better. Honestly, really kind of, it's like you got preyed on a little bit. You know what I mean? It was just like, just I felt like it. Yeah. Yeah. Just All right. Tapped. We're, we're going to move on. Yes, move on. You guys can deal with that later. So we want to, we want to, we had a lot of questions come in about people that are married. So they're past the dating stage. And a lot of it was about keeping marriage healthy. Like what, what is, what is healthy marriage look like? How do you cultivate the love that you had in your one now that you're, you're nine or now that you have kids or now that both of you are serving in a big capacity? So there were a lot of questions around routines, around um, healthy pr patterns, practices, things, parenting. Can you guys speak to what healthy marriages look like and some things that we can glean from you guys? Katie, you want to start? Okay, well, you've heard um, a lot of, of the saying, Pastor Jurgen actually said it in recent, whatever you did to get her or get him, do those things still. Yeah. Continue to do those things. So as far as keeping a, a healthy relationship, I think it looks different in every season. 
it looks different when you're a newlywed because you sure. just have each other, right? So you have all the time in the world to go on dates, go on movies, do all of these things. That shifts and changes when you add another little human in the picture, right? Dates look very, very different when you're exhausted and you never sleep, you're never alone, you probably are spending all your extra finances on this baby and whatever. You got to get really creative. I love my kids. That's yeah, not really do. bad, actually. But I think you have to get creative in every season. And then you get to where we're at the place where our kids are old enough and most mostly we can independent. Just go on a date and say, we can See go later. dating again. <laughs> but I feel like you have to be really intentional. I would yeah. say that's the word. You fall in love. You're attracted to this person. That's completely the opposite of you, right? So you attract and then you attack <laughs> because obviously they, they do bring out the best in you, right? That's, that's the whole goal. We have different strengths and weaknesses, but you have to be really intentional in every season to celebrate and continue to celebrate each other in those differences. Yeah. Whether it's, I mean, for us, it looks like little moments of having dates. We're very intentional to continue to cultivate time together, to communicate, to get on the same page, how we're parenting, how we're doing business, how we're doing ministry. Um, what else, babe? You're super wise. Yeah, Sam, to me. That was great. That was great. Because you were talking in the green room about that, use that language of cultivating versus contaminating. Can you talk about some things we should look for? Yeah. Well, first of all, just a little note to any newlyweds, not to do what I did. Uh, when we were first newlyweds and I was like super focused on ministry, like all into it, super busy. And one time Katie was, really what she was trying to say is, I want to spend time with you. But she was like mad that you're so busy in church and we're newlyweds, we don't even have time to have sex every night. And I made the worst decision ever. I said, hey, babe, we don't have to have sex every night to be in love. I regret that. That's right. You should. That you was the worst. You can't unsay that, though. That was the stupidest thing it. that has ever come out of my mouth. It, was that even an answer to the question, or you just want to get that out? I really out? wanted to tell that story. <laughs> I think it, this is group counseling that right now. That had nothing to do with the question. It doesn't actually. But I feel better you told it. Yeah. A healthy relationship I, in marriage. I am a fool, and the Lord has recovered that a hundredfold. Thank you, Jesus. But I feel like having a healthy marriage, that is a byproduct, actually. Yes. Of a healthy relationship yeah. and actually looking at what the other spouse needs and wants in the season, right? Yep. Of having intentional time. We, we talk about love languages. Yep. You know, there's the, Samuel has his own love languages, but the yep. actual ones are, uh, I can't. time. I can't Quality say Quality time, physical touch. What are Samuel's? Yes. All that stuff. His, his are, um, Quality touch and physical time. That's correct. <laughs> but Every that's man, actually amen. not the right. Every man has amen only two love languages. Quality t touch and physical time. Okay, so. But it's it's you know, touch me and tell me I'm awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's exactly. It. That's it. It's very simple. This is not rocket science. Your mom's watching, by the way. Okay. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Hey, mom. She uh, would be so proud, actually. <laughs> Actually, dude, she my actually family talks about sex moment. all the time. My family is, like, very open about talking about sex. Like, my older brother one time, we were having dinner with all the siblings and our wives, and he's like, man, I just feel bad for guys who just don't have sex, you know? Like, so some guys only have sex, like, once a week. And, man, like, if you're not having sex, like, four or five, six, I was like, dang, bro. Well, he's got ten kids, though, so... <laughs> It's wow. true. But you know what? Can you He's talk about that? He's a legend. He'll be at a merch. Okay. I still I don't feel like we've answered the question. No, Should we I... move over here? Yeah. You have a lot of sex stories. <laughs> so You know what's on his mind? Yeah. Who wants Samuel on the panel? I don't the know. Question I mean, was, can we talk the question was, can we talk about cultivating versus contaminating? Yeah, I'm going to say intentional dating. Okay. Tell us more. So it doesn't matter. The biggest things are how you fight matters. And so we, you know, like three weeks ago, poor Pastor Mike Finn was trying to figure out who's going to cover us because my wife almost walked out of the, out of the room and was going to take off home because I said something dumb. I walked but out it's not home. how you fight, it's how you recover. Yeah, there you go. It's great. And we all need to learn how to recover better yeah, yeah. because we're always going to get on each other's nerves at some point, no matter who, how amazing you are. Um, you know, we're all going to deal with some of that stuff. How you recover matters. 
And it's learning that if you know you got date night on Thursday nights and it's a little rough on Monday and Tuesday, get it right before Thursday night. So you're not just mad in silence on date night. So that means intentionality is super important. And so we want to be clear about expectations. That's why it's not a joke. It's not a business thing. We have our coffee break marriage agenda. And sometimes it's heated. Sometimes we never get through it. Sometimes we get stuck. But we always set that thing up and we know the questions. I want her to know, does she feel adored? Does she feel paid attention to? Do I want the answer really? It's painful. But it lets it locates where we're at and where we need to go. And then it's like, all right, what can I do better? I want real constructive talk to me, Goose. I want to make sure I don't lose my wingman. And if we don't do those things, you're paying for it. And I know we're all grateful for Dr. Brian. But I'd like to save 150 bucks a week (laughs) and just work it out and talk about it. And you can do it. It's just getting over the fears and knowing, hey, we said we're committed. We made a covenant. Let's just work this stuff out. I, I will always, she needs to know when I'm stressed, she needs to know what I need. And, and the point I'll make on this is a lot of us don't have the right friends we're looking up to. Who are your relationships you have that you actually admire? Like my first level of consciousness that I wanted to bring in our marriage was I'm going to cut off some friends that call each other names all the time. So I was going through like how I needed to get level up friends. And I just realized I never want to just start calling my wife names all the time. Three of my good buddies, that's all they do to their wife all the time is call them names. And it's disrespectful, shows no honor. And they got that from somewhere because they just don't come up with it they were they were mirrored that and so we are all products of who we are mirroring so if you start to level up relationships with amazing relationships guess what you'll start to emulate pastor Jurgen honors adores edifies his wife so it becomes almost like this subconscious programming that I see her different I wonder how I could do that I wonder how I could and it becomes a rewiring of your brain And the neurons that fire together, wire together. And so the more that you lift her up, the more you encourage, the more that you do these things, the more you will start to see it and believe it. It takes time though. So you gotta be careful who you look up to and who you hang out with because you'll end up just like their relationship and you gotta ask yourself, do I want my relationship to end up like theirs? So we are very intentional about who we be with. Super intentional. Did you wanna? Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Okay. Well, we've been married, I think, almost 18 years this year, and we haven't missed a date night. Come on. Unless we're together doing something with the kids Amazing. or whatever. But so weekly date night has literally probably one of the things that saved our marriage. But something we had to reset probably within the last couple of months is our relationship with our kids. And if your parents here, you'll know that oftentimes your kids can try to get mom and dad against each other. Like, they don't try to, but... They, they ask one, can I do this? And you say no. And then they go to the other say, yeah, so mom and dad aren't aligned. And we had to do a massive reset in our household in us just being on the same page and the kids come secondary. And our kids always know that mom and dad, our relationship is first and the foremost priority in this family unit. Our relationship comes first. They know we just went to Vegas for an overnight 24 hours to see a Luke Bryan concert for our, our Valentine's Day celebration. And we try to do that like every quarter. And our kids aren't happy about it. They want to go. They don't want us to go. They want to be with us. They want. They love spending time with us. But we told them, no, this is important for us to do so that we can have a healthy family. And they have to understand. Amen. Pastor Sam, do you? I, I you? promise this is actually helpful, what I'm about to say. <laughs> Philippians, Philippians 2. Let's start with the Bible. There you go. Philippians 2, 3. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself, not looking to your own interests, but to the interests of each other. And I feel like that's probably one of the best guiding verses when it comes to marriage relationship. If our goal, as best as humanly possible, be focused on how can I serve my, my wife, how can I serve my spouse and vice versa, 
that eliminates literally almost every issue that you're going to come up against in relational drama. Because most of issues and tensions that we're going to face is when I get so self-focused, like, well, you're, you don't love me. You're not meeting my need. You're not caring about me. The more self-focused I get, the more friction we're going to have in our relationship versus me going, okay, how can I meet my wife's needs? How can I be intentional yeah. about what matters most to her? And actually then one of the biggest things that I've, I've, that's helped me over the years is when my wife is frustrated, when Katie's reacting or shut down or feels distant from me, and this is not easy, this is easier said than done, but instead of using those emotions as then me to react and get frustrated back, I've learned God taught me to, to see it more as like warning lights on a dashboard that actually give me a clue to go, hey, Information, there's yeah. probably something else going on here. This emotion is a warning light, but there's a deeper issue. There's something else that's happening. And I need to, I need to instead of freaking out at the emotion and my initial reaction, I should need to go, okay, what is causing this? What is actually the, the root situation happening here so that so we can actually build forward from it? Yeah. Otherwise, you just get into those classic relational cycles where, you know, she's not meeting my needs, so then I'm going to pull back, and she's going to pull away. And before you know it, we're just diverging into massively different directions because sure. we're both withholding from each other because we're mad versus going, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to walk in humility. I'm going to do with God's help, going to walk in grace and focus on meeting my, my spouse's need. And this is where the real God factor comes in when, uh, how, how long will you actually focus on your, your spouse's needs above your own when your need is not being neglected for an extended period of time? Because it's one thing to be like, oh, yeah, that's great. One night, I'm going to focus on my wife and, and not expect anything in return. But when it's a week or when it's a month or when it's a season where you don't feel like you're getting back what you want, are you going to remain committed to serving your spouse? How, how long will you actually walk out this, uh, this love for your spouse when you're not being uh, loved back in the way that you want? Now, the truth sure. is when you honor well, when you lead well, that does unlock your spouse, but there, we, we can't have like a, I'm committed for a week and then I'm just, I'm done with this. Thing. Yeah. I tried it. I tried to be nice. I did the date nights. It's not working. It's like, come on, stay committed, yep. serve each other, stay focused on it. Keep serving your spouse that this is the model that, that Jesus gave us that we, we need to love our wife like Christ loved the church. That's a, that's a tall order. And that's what, that's what we focus on. Well, you're talking about date nights. That's something that we actually, moving into San Diego, that we learned from uh, Pastor Matt and Michaela. Yeah. So just to talk and to piggyback on that, you may be sitting in this room going, wow, we've not had any intention in our relationship and our marriage for so long. We've been there. Yep. And we've had cold seasons. We've had really great uh, seasons of marriage and really not great seasons yep. of marriage. And so I would say to that, Usually when, when you start dating for the first time after a long time, it's pretty hostile because you're like, wow, finally you're taking me out. This yeah. is so great. And it's yeah. not actually fun, right? This is getting some PTSD right now. Well, but, but you commit to do it to then slowly get yourself into yeah. a slipstream of getting into a better routine, what sure. Pastor Matt and Michaela were just sharing to their yeah. point. What, you know what they talked about, the marriage break agenda? I cannot more highly recommend that because that actually makes date nights mm -hmm. awesome. Because right. if you wait until a once a week date night or some of, some of you guys, it's a once a month date night because things have gotten busy and, you, and your wife has been waiting to talk to you. Now, I don't understand why women have to wait to like a perfect moment to communicate. Guys can just, like, talk all the time. That's but, not true. But he, you were, like, walking me to the car tonight, and I was like, just one more thing, okay. babe. Well, 20 years hey, in, okay. it's a little easier you guys now. can work it out. I'll give you Dr. Brian's number. I'll text you. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but, but here's the deal. If, if you wait until that day night, your wife has got all these things she's been wanting to say, kids stuff, finance, schedule, and that, here's what would happen. I would finally get, take Kitty on a date. That was the worst. I would finally go on a date. And, and then it was the silent treatment. I mean, from, from the absolute opening up the door, getting in the car, it was this icy cold and just a bad scene. And, of course, my reaction is just like, oh, 
I finally give you what you want, and you're going to treat me like this? You're not going to talk to me? Oh, Super effective. Really? Yeah. This is really healthy. That's a great way to just have a great night. And, uh, but, it, but the problem was it was so neglected that by the time I actually we were actually yeah. hanging out, and quality time is Katie's primary love language, then it was, it was so deficient that it was, it was very difficult uh, to have, just have fun. You know what I mean? And, but having the, the coffee dates allows you, first of all, to secretly get in more quality time for my wife. So it's basically like a second bonus date. But the, the, it allows you to just get all the details out of, out of each other's kind of mind to be able to answer problems, solve stuff. Then the date night's fun. You enjoy it. You're not solving all the world's problems on your date night, or it's not the first time your wife has finally been able to, you know, get your attention. Okay? Sure. Right. Well, we, we only have a couple minutes left, but a lot of the questions that did come in were on a more serious level, where, where somebody was like, yeah, that's great if my marriage is working, but, like, we, we're hanging on, or my husband's not even here with me, or we had a serious violation, and we had an affair come up, or we've had a pornography come up in our marriage, and, and it wouldn't, you know, what's, one of the great things about church is you have people having miracles and, and experiencing some of the greatest things in life, but you also have people on the other side that are walking through, this is their last hope, and they're, they're barely keeping their life together, their marriage together, their family together, and, and we wanna be able to speak into that for a little bit. So can you guys help kind of just anchor us around how, how, do you, how do you walk through something where the marriage is broken down, where, where it feels like there is no more hope, and, and maybe share some of the experiences you've helped people with or you've overcome in your guys' marriage? You know what we're gonna do, and you're gonna answer that question first, but every question that came through, we'll get answers to you. They came through anonymous. They're on my personal phone, but it doesn't have names. But we'll get, we're gonna make sure that all those get directly answered. Let's do a fireside chat. Back to you. There you go. Well, we could do that. But over text or communication somehow, we're not going to leave you hanging because I know there was some really heavy questions in there. Yeah, I will say this on uh, you got to have some hope. I've seen the craziest stuff. Yeah. And uh, for those of you that, you know, I, I, I've even witnessed some very close people to us walk through hell yeah. with an affair and now they're on the other side of it yeah. and God brought, brought, brought a miracle. So two, never give up because the world's crazy. And, you know, you can hit the reset, but I'm not saying go back to abuse. You know, so don't, don't hear me wrong. Never stay in abuse. Um, but always pray for your spouse. We don't know the weight that they are carrying. Uh, we don't know what their background is. We don't know the generational curses. We don't know. But, but I'm gonna tell you, there's a lot of Christianese pride that is why your marriage is why there is. I watch so many. I watch so many Christians. Just everything's great. Everything's great until suddenly you guys are living in two different houses. So it wasn't great. Just didn't wake up one day and everything's peachy. So my advice is, break that Christianese mask off, and send in a pastoral care, send in a prayer request. We have some of the most amazing pastoral care people that are committed to see you get healed, to see you get whole. Amen. Assess where you're at. Have an honest conversation with your spouse. If level 10's the best, just say, where am I today? Where's our relationship today? I think it's, I think it's a six. You know, and, and here's the truth is, porn is just as prevalent in the church as out of the church. So let's talk about it. Don't withhold sex. Men, if you made a mistake and slipped up, then figure out how to get around men that have overcome yeah, and right. conquered pornography. Yeah. I'm telling you, yeah. I've helped a ton of men overcome something. I overcame it myself. I don't need to go back to it. It doesn't even have to, a, a thing, but it was a lot of religiosity in me that brought on shame. So it just kept this cycle going. Once I broke that religious spirit, once I broke shame, and then I figured out the devil's game, start throwing pictures, start throwing whatever it was, I'd be like, nice try. It's not the first look, it's when you keep looking. Yeah. It's the second look. But you know what? You can overcome it. Yeah. And the truth is, withholding sex from your partner is probably the dumbest thing we can do. Yeah. I'm just telling you. 
Lots of podcasts on it, lots of science on it. But when you have sex with your partner, even when you're mad, it releases a dopamine chemical in your brain that increases part of your pituitary gland that hits a reset and it's a reconnection. If you're feeling disconnected, have sex. It might not be intimate, might not be the way you love it, but you know what? It's gonna release those pheromones, those hormones, and it's gonna create a connection that could be a spark that can ignite a fire. And you know what? For men, that this is another question that came up, that you think you gotta go, you know, watch a porn together to have fun sex, that's a lie from the devil. Don't get ensnared in that. Don't get caught up into that. It's total crap. Draw the line. Sanctify that. God made, God made it to be beautiful, to be an encounter. Yeah. Then that, guys, do whatever you need to do, but you don't need to be doing that. And watch, when you honor what God put together, you start to see what that, that fire feels like. Pastor Michaela or Pastor Katie, can you speak to the wives? And you know, I know you guys help run women's prayer. A lot of these questions were from wives who, who, are, who are trying to walk through healing through something or believing for a husband to come to church. And can you speak to you know, how you've anchored yourself into hope and into the word and into community to, to believe, for, to overcome something? Yeah, so I hear a lot of, a lot of times wives are frustrated with their husbands because they're not quite where they want them to be spiritually. But then they get mean about it. And I'm like, you are not going to change his mind. Like, he needs to see the fruit of your life. He needs to see the presence of God on you. He needs to see your transformation. He doesn't need you preaching to him. He doesn't need you guilt tripping him. He doesn't need you busting his huevos. He doesn't need you doing those things because you're not. it's not going to work. Like, to know that. Some, some need to give them back to their husband. Some of you need to apologize. Open for up taking the your husband's way Get him out of her purse. purse. And saying, here, you're a man yourself. You can make your own decisions. Yeah, you're hey. An adult. Whoa, there we go. <laughs> so, yeah, I would just say stop with the guilt trips if that's you. And for your own self, be around strong women. Like, be around prayer. Be, lean into God about his calling for your life. Because you, as a woman, offer this world so much that, Oftentimes, women feel like they're in the shadow of a man. And yes, the man's the head of the household and the leader of the household. But God's called you to something unique. And you can excel in your own lane um, in the kingdom of God and bring your gifts forth. Bring your purpose forth and be the best version of yourself despite where your husband is at. And keep to pray for him. Keep praying for him. Amen. Well, we are out of time, unfortunately. Can we give it up for our pastors? I wonder if you guys could pray for us. Pray for our marriages, pray for our families. Maybe we can all stand together. Let's all stand up, come, come on. on. And if you're with your spouse, mad or not, hold their hand. If you're single, well, two single people can hold hands. We can start something tonight. Could be for one couple, come on. Maybe you'll meet tonight. We might as well just get married after service. I don't want you to stumble tonight. I'm going to tell you something about the Christian world. It gets a bad rap. And here's why. Christians kind of get weird sometimes. We got to knock that off. You know you could date someone in the house and break up and be totally fine if you honored that person. I need some honor to roll up in some marriages. If we're gonna be the example to the world, let's live epic lives. Let's do epic stuff. Just because you get saved and you get married doesn't mean you're gonna get boring. It's amazing when they find out, Luke Bryan found out we're pastors. It's like, whoa. It's like, let's hang out afterwards. That might be too much, Luke, it's fine. But I want you to know, like, get a spark. Set a vision for your marriage. As I pray, let God restore some vision for your marriage. As I pray, let, let your heart get healed. The Bible says in Proverbs to guard your heart. There's a time to guard your heart. If someone's saying something to you, guard your heart. Because I don't want your heart to get scar tissue on it. Where you start to turn your heart away from the Lord. You start to turn your heart away from your spouse. 
man, we got kids to raise. We got to show them the way. They're going to look up to you one day going, I want to be like daddy. If you got a little boy, they want to be like you. How do you treat their mama? Because that's how he's going to treat his wife. Little girls, they want to find a daddy, someone like their daddy. What kind of daddy am I to my little girls? So as I pray, know that one drop from heaven can reset anything in a moment. Doesn't matter where you've been, but it matters where you're going. Let God hit the control alt delete button for your marriage. If you've had some negative views, if you're single, let God reset how you think about dating within the church and then process with healthy people, not other single broken people. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for tonight that we can come to church and be real. God, I thank you for the great examples that we've had in our pastors, Jürgen and Leanne, and some of our great friends. I thank you, Lord, that you created marriage. It was the first thing that you said was very good. God, I'm praying tonight that you can reestablish some healing, maybe some boundaries, hit the reset on what a vision for a marriage could look like. God, I thank you for epic love affairs coming out of this house. Love affairs with one another that we never thought. Rekindle what needs to be rekindled. Spark what needs to be sparked. And God, for those that are single, let their hearts be healed from past stuff. Don't let them put their past upsets and disappointments and bring them into what God is trying to bless. God, we thank you. No matter where we've been, we all fall short. We're all sinners. Lord, teach us how to forgive one another. Teach us how to honor one another. Teach us how to protect one another. God, you created this thing. You know how it's supposed to work. God, I ask, Lord, tonight, let this be a time for supernatural healing. God, we thank you as we open the altar tonight that you can touch them where they're at, but as they make a stand together, as they come to the altar together, that you do a supernatural thing in their marriage in the way they see each other. Let them have eyes to see. And God, I thank you, Lord, that you're weeding their mind of maybe some vocabulary that needs to be vetted tonight. That we're not gonna point out each other's flaws and see that's what you did, this is what you did. God, delete it all. Weed the garden of their mind. Heal their heart from any scar tissue. God, and we just pray a hedge of protection around their household around their parenting, around who they're called to be. And we thank you, Lord, that you're gonna show people what marriage was meant to be like. And God, let us live a legacy that honors you. That if our marriage honors you, it will by default honor one another. So God, we honor you tonight. We seek you first, your kingdom first, and your righteousness first. And all these things that you said could be about marriage, you're gonna add it tonight. We honor you, we glorify your name, and we thank you that we have seen miracles in this house. And God, some of these couples need hope tonight. Give them hope again tonight. Restore their faith for what's possible tonight. We thank you, we honor you, and everybody said, amen, amen. Hey, Pastor Samuel. Listen, will you do an altar call? Yeah. I just felt like there's some people that just need to recommit their yeah, lives. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, what what a what a great opportunity to invite Jesus really to be the center, you know what I mean, of of our lives and of our home. You know, a lot of what we're talking about here is marriage from a different vantage point, right? Not a, not a worldly mindset, but from a biblical mindset from a God's way over my own way. Well, that starts by surrender to Christ. So would just everybody's head bowed, eyes closed. Maybe you're married or maybe, maybe single in the room here. Either, either way, but you just go, man, I want my relationships to be different. I want my relationships to be based on something different. I need Jesus to invade my life, invade where I'm at. Around the room, if you just say, man, that's me. I know I need to get my life right with God. I need to give... 
Jesus my life. I need him to forgive my sin. I need him to heal me and bring me close to him again. We just lift up your hand around the room. Let me just pray with you, whether it's one or a few. Great. Yeah, anybody else just say, that's me. Lift up your hands. Awesome. Yeah, anybody else? So you want to get your relationship with God right. That That's the first relationship that every other relationship builds on, right? Anybody else? I'll give you one more moment. Wave me down. You say, I need to give my life to Christ. Awesome. Awesome. See your hands. Anybody else? Great. So good. Man, they're, they're so proud of you for making this decision. This is the greatest relationship decision we all make is to get our relationship with Jesus right. And if you allow God to then build on this, it will change your friendships, change your dating, it will change your marriage, change your parenting. It resets the entire thing. So here's what we're going to do. Every one of you just lifted up your hand to say, I need that. I need Jesus. I want to get my life right with God. I want us all just to pray together along with those who just raise your hand. But if you raise your hand, I want you to pray this. It's, it's going to be a simple prayer that just says, Jesus, you're the Lord of my life. That's where it all begins. Where I stop trying to do it my own way, but I turn it over and say, Jesus, I'm following you. It's your way. You're the leader. You're where this all originates. So we're all going to pray this uh, along with those who raise their hands. So church, pray this with me. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die on the cross for my sin and raising him from the dead to give me life. Today, I choose to turn from my sin and turn towards you and follow you all the days of my life. Jesus, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.